0: Let's get it straight. I cannot act like I'm a huge soccer buff. I know actual football. I do not. It's a cool sport. I've covered it a lot high school level. I've even seen a couple college games, but not my favorite. In all reality, I turned on the CONCACAF gold cup final for background noise as I was going to clean up the house and do some house things. No, I turned it on and got sucked in. I think it was about the 40 minute mark. I turned it on and I didn't turn it off and I didn't get up and I kept watching. It was very interesting, very exciting. The amount of goal opportunities that were there, United States and Mexico, definitely rivals. We're definitely going at it. It was a lot of fun to watch. I watched the rest of it every single second. I was like mesmerized. And I know this is not Olympic soccer. And these are Olympic soccer rejects. You can call it USA B-Team. And I kept hearing the announcers say that. It was still really, really good soccer. It doesn't have to be the Olympics to be a fantastic game. CONCACAF Gold Cup is still pretty excellent. And it was a lot of fun to watch that game. I think I've already said that three times, but seriously, it was amazing. Miles Robinson with the header off of a free kick for the goal. The lone goal. They played all the regulation, stoppage time, and two extra time periods. Doesn't get the job done until Miles Robinson with a header off a free kick. It was awesome. And as soon as it bounced off his head, you saw the direction that it was going. You knew it was going past the Mexican goalie. It was awesome. I almost got up and jumped. I think I did do a fist pump in excitement, had to, right? A good old fist pump for the United States of America. That is the seventh time that USA and Mexico have played in the final of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. That's awesome, definitely a rivalry. The crazy thing is out of the seven times, United States has only won twice, 2007 and 2021. I think it's safe to say Mexico has USA's number at least in the CONCACAF final. But not this one. Right place, right time. United States was battling the entire match. It was great to see. Great, great, great to see. Have to start the plugs out with a shout-out to Brian Cavelli, the mastermind behind the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He is a huge soccer fan, has followed it his entire life, plays FIFA on the regular probably every single day, least I know he did in college at SIU. I never played against him because he would have whooped me, and I wasn't ready to go out like that. But shout out to Gavelli. I posted something on Facebook about the game, and he was liking it, so I'm pretty sure he was watching. Yeah, I know he was watching. And we thank you for listening to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Always a pleasure, much love, appreciation, support. Love it all. Thank you very much. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website rss.com, backslash podcasts with an S, backslash Edge of your Seat Podcast. Social media wise, hit us up on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, EdgeofyourseatP. Have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest? Know somebody that would be a good guest. Want to air out your opinion of something I said or a guest said? You want to advertise with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast? Send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Our special guest on this episode, just like we have a guest on every single other episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, is Eleanor Hasty. She is a 13 year old from Ottawa who set up something really, really cool during the summer and is still going until the end of September every Sunday. It is called Chess and Checkers in the Park. Bring out some boards, invite anybody that wants to come, and play some awesome, friendly, not extremely competitive. Sure, there's competitors there that are, you know, competitive people. But in essence, friendly games, something to do during a pandemic, get out of the house, Enjoy the beautiful weather and play some chess and checkers. Had to reach out to Eleanor because this is a very, very cool thing. She was a great guest. Awesome to speak to. Kind of felt bad because of schedules and how things linked up. I was on the golf course, but if I didn't talk to her at the golf course, I probably wasn't going to get to talk to her for a while. We did talk, believe it was July 10th. Wasn't going to get to talk to her for a while. She would have got pushed in the shuffle of edge of your seat combos, as we have lots of them ready to go. So we talked on a golf course. It was fantastic. She was probably a little weirded out. I mean, she's 13. We're driving around on a golf course in a golf cart and she'd never played the game before. Maybe one of these days have to get her out on the golf course instead of playing chess and checkers. But if she doesn't want to, chess and checkers is definitely a very cool option. It is August 2nd today, it's a Monday, and man, there are so many things to talk about. The last few weeks have just been crazy booming with things to talk about, and we like it that way, right? We have to start off with the Cubbies. already talked about their trades, we have to talk about what happened with those trades. In this segment, the Chicago Cubbies or ex-Cubbies segment is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Rizzo gets traded on Thursday to the New York Yankees. First game, hits a home run. Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, get traded on Friday. Javi's first game with the Mets, homer. Chris Bryant's first at-bat with the San Francisco Giants, out of the park, over the fence, home run. All three of these superstar players that the Cubs traded out of the 12 people that they got rid of, all hit home runs in their first games with their new teams. Crazy. That is a storybook ending, a slap in the face, a showing of the caliber of players that the Cubs kind of just handed away because they didn't get any stars back. They got 12 contracts, really. 12 guys that nobody really knows their names, unless you're a huge baseball fan, watch it every day. But no names that really stand out except Nick Magical, who of course was a White Sox, who was given to the Cubs in the trade that brought Craig Kimbrell, the all-star closer, to the White Sox. So that's how that all worked out. The three dudes go to their new teams, blasting home runs. Whew. Slap to the face is what I'm going to go with because that hurts. That hurts. World Series in 2016, thinking they're going to do all these crazy things because they got all these young guys with contracts, got to have them for a few years. It'll be awesome. After that World Series, between trading Jake Arrieta when he was still good, they got him back when he wasn't, or when he had fallen off a little bit, or all this Chapman leaves, the pitching depleted fast. Pitching is the number one priority in baseball. Look at all the great teams right now. Their pitching staffs are crazy awesome. The Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer are their number one and two pitchers. Don't even have to say the millions of names that are in their lineup. Huge power hitters, great fielders. Just grab Trey Turner in the trade as well they're going to be very, very, very tough to beat. That's an understatement, if you ask me. But just the way this Chicago Cubs team was put together was fantastic. Theo Epstein, the mastermind of putting great teams together, getting them to a World Series that hadn't seen in over 100 years and all the storylines that we know by now. And then it just crashes in just a few years and everybody's gone. Kyle Schwarber, last year, goes to Washington, Now he's a Boston Red Sox. Just the shuffle of the dudes and the way this team has fallen apart, exploded in rebuild mode after they've had a team the last five, six years that everybody thought was gonna get far in the playoffs or win a World Series. Now those dreams are over. But it's kind of because of those contracts. Like I said in the beginning of this, we had these young guys with great contracts Well, those contracts don't stay great forever. Father Time makes those contracts come up. And those guys, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez, were going to want a lot of money. Cubs didn't want to pay it. They wanted to spread their wealth and get a lot of good guys and not pay monster contracts for one, two, three guys when they weren't getting to the World Series every year. They weren't getting to the National League Championship every year. They weren't getting to the playoffs. Or they were getting knocked out in wildcard rounds with those big guys, those big names. So why pay them those contracts if you weren't seeing the results that you wanted to see? So I get it. It sucks because they're great guys. I mean, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant were just about crying. Actually, I think Chris Bryant did cry when they heard of the trade news. Anthony Rizzo, live TV was like, I don't even know how to put it. I don't know what to say. I love Chicago. I love the people here. This is just overwhelming. Says a lot about his character, what Chicago meant to him, and you know what he meant to Chicago. Just crazy how it all happens. And then Rizzo Baez, Chris Bryant, home runs for their new teams in their first games. Wow. Wow. The Sad But True Chicago Cubby segment was brought to you by... Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to keep 2021 as awesome as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. There are crazy amounts of options at Shimmer Mendota Ford, as it has a huge selection, new and used vehicles on the lot, and even more on the website www.MendotaFord.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, Manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranik, will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Chicago Cubs were wheeling and dealing everybody away from their team. The Chicago Bulls, draft day next day, as we head into free agency, are slanging contracts to get people in. And I am pumped as a Chicago Bulls fan to see them making moves to bring in people to better the team. It's all you ever ask for, right? Sure, we all want to win championships and. Oh, we got to get another one since Jordan left in 98 and all this other stuff. Just want an exciting team to watch. Like the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rose, Luau Dang, Joakim Noah. Yeah, do we wish they would have won a championship? Yeah. But will we take those years away to get that? No, I don't think so because that was so much awesome basketball and you wanted to see every game. Since that team depleted, I... I've been watching games because that's what I do, but have I wanted to? Have I wanted to be like, man, what are we doing? Why don't we have better players? Why isn't our team better? It's Chicago, the third biggest market in the United States of America. And we're a bottom feeder team in the Eastern Conference? That's ridiculous, and it should never be that way. They didn't make blockbuster trades. We didn't get a super duper star, not a Kevin Durant, not a LeBron James, nothing like that. But players we got, or players that are being talked about we're getting very close to inking the deal is very exciting news. One that is happening. The Chicago Bulls are doing a sign and trade with the New Orleans Pelicans for Lonzo Ball. He's going to get a four-year, $85 million deal, and I am pumped. We need a facilitator. We need a playmaker. We need a guard that's going to play defense. Lonzo Ball... Will do all of that. He will push the fast break. He will help Zach Levine get easy looks. He will help Patrick Williams get easy looks. He will create for Nikola Vucevic. That's what we need. Is he Chris Paul? No, not by any means. But is he better than what we had? No offense, Kobe White. I like you as a player, but you're not a point guard. You're not somebody that's going to help the rest of the team get better. Lonzo Ball will do that. I'm really excited for him to be a bull. Another deal. Taking Alex Caruso from the Los Angeles Lakers. Four years, $37 million. I have read people think this might be overpaying for him. I don't think so. I think he was undervalued with the Lakers with a team that had LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and a host of former All-Stars and World Championship players that were chasing more rings with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The guy can shoot, he can dunk, he plays defense, he cares about the game, and he's smart. He's got a high basketball IQ. That sounds like win, 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 win for me. He's going to get a lot of minutes, he's going to put in a lot of time, and he's going to help the Chicago Bulls become a way better team. Two players that are not inked for deals, but would be also cool to have with Chicago. First... A returning Derrick Rose would be phenomenal. Kind of his career goal full circle. The MVP at one point. Dominated basketball from a point guard position. Was the league for a year, maybe a year and a half. And then he gets hurt. Blows out his knees continuously. Leaves Chicago. Has bounced around the league, but has played really good basketball. He made New York Knicks a good team again. Not a great team, but a good team. Think they were a five seed. And he was the second best player behind Julius Randle. And he made Julius Randle a better player because of the way he was facilitating and playing defense. It would be awesome to have Derrick Rose come back as a backup guard. He's not a starter anymore. A backup guard, quality minutes. The fans will have his back. It'll be awesome to watch. DeMar DeRozan from San Antonio Spurs. No, he's not going to stay with the Spurs. The Chicago Bulls would be a great place for him. He can do all of the X-Factor stuff that he does on a regular basis. He can score, defend, rebound, everything. He does everything at a good level. could say great level if you wanted to, but not a superb level. He is not a LeBron James, a Kawhi Leonard, nothing like that. But he's very, very solid. And as a number two or three option, he is fantastic. He's not a number one guy. He's not. People thought he was, and actually I did too for a couple years at the Raptors, or with the Raptors. But then he leaves, goes to San Antonio, and he has proven that he's not. He had guys around him, backup players, role players to help him out. LaMarcus Aldridge, still in his prime. They didn't do anything. Didn't go anywhere. He's not a number one. Strong number two, fantastic number three. It would be very exciting to get those guys have that team. I mean, can you imagine a starting lineup of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic? I'm cool with it. That's not the best lineup in the league, not by any means. But it's winning basketball roster. It's competitive basketball roster. It's okay, we want our fans to watch the game and be proud of a team roster. And we would be all the above. It's summertime, August, it's hot. It's beautiful sometimes, hopefully most of the time. It's the perfect time to fix your home, change your home, renovations. Maybe you need a new roof siding, all kinds of things to be done at your home, and this is the perfect time to do it before it gets cold, icy, rainy, snowy, and you don't wanna do anything with it. Olson Construction is the company to call to get these things done at the perfect time. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson we use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olsen Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to Construction 19 at gmail.com. On the last episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 191, we had guest host Ski Hartman and special guest Finn Sessler. 11-year-old mowing yards for the We Are Raising Men 50-yard challenge. Great story, great kid, doing a lot of awesome things. We were discussing the NBA draft with Ski, and we only mentioned Ayo Desumu, and he of course mentioned Luke Garza because he's an Iowa fan. Didn't really talk about it much more, just wanted to break down like the top five. A little more on Ayo, a little more on Luca. The first pick in the draft, Detroit Pistons, Cade Cunningham, guard from Oklahoma State. The dude is phenomenal. He's gonna be a stud, probably a 10-year all-star great player and he wants to be in Detroit. That's the exciting part. These bad teams need players that want to be there and change the culture. Hopefully Cade Cunningham is gonna do that in Detroit and make them a good team again. Two, Houston Rockets, Jalen Green, guard from the G League. He's phenomenal, he's dynamic, he can score, do it all. He'll be good for the Rockets, even though the Rockets management is up in the air and it seems like they're just throwing things away, a.k.a. James Harden, got nothing back from him. Go from a Western Conference playoff team in the Western Conference Finals to doing nothing, being one of the top five worst teams in the league. Three, Cleveland Cavaliers, Evan Mobley, seven foot center from USC. He can shoot as a big guy. He defends, block shots. Should be cool in Cavalier country, except they're another awful team and management is kind of a screw. Besides LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, that little gap right there, not much to say about the Cavaliers' history. 90s, they had a good run with Brad Doherty, Mark Price, Craig Elo, Michael Jordan shut them down, but you know, that's what happened. But good pickup for them. Hopefully something to build around if they're trying to change the way that program is ran. Four, Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes. 6'8", forward from Florida State. He's the real deal. Should do a lot of good things with the Raptors, especially playing alongside Fred Van Fleet. Pretty sure Kyle Lowry is going to be gone. Fred Van Fleet will be there. Help him out a little bit. Five, Orlando Magic... Take Jalen Suggs. I'm going to put this together with their number eight pick and Franz Wagner. Suggs, a guard from Gonzaga. Wagner, a guard forward, 6'9", from Michigan. They need some studs, some stars. They needed to win during the draft, and they did here. Both of these players should help turn around Orlando and make it, maybe not a destination, but at least a team to that can play, that can be competitive instead of a walk in the park for every other team in the Eastern Conference. In the second round, the Bulls took Ayo Desumu, the god from University of Illinois. Okay, not a god, but a solid player. I'm surprised he fell that far, but I'm glad he did to the Bulls. Good pick from them, keeping the Illinois kid, and he does a little bit of everything. Great ball player. Ski mentioned this, Luca Garza falling to 52, the Iowa stud, Coming a Detroit Piston, I don't know if that's going to work for him. Really not his environment. Not really his type of play. But Detroit doesn't even know what type of play they are right now. So just don't know how that's going to work. I mean, great player in college. Don't know how his game is going to transfer over to the NBA ranks. Trades that have happened during the trade deadline. Already knew about the Westbrook trade, going to Los Angeles Lakers. We talked a lot about that on the last episode, linking up with AD and LeBron. Ricky Rubio to the Cavs. Kind of surprised he's still in the league. He might just be around because he can pass the ball, but that's really all. He did not live up to the hype of who he was as a player. Got drafted before Steph Curry. Huh? How did that work out? Suns get Laundry Shummit from the Nets. The Suns give the Nets' Javon Carter. Don't really like Carter as a player. Don't think he's anything special. Laundry Shumit can shoot just under 40% last year from the three. If Macau Bridges somehow is not on the team next year, Shumit will fill that role. That void. Pistons in the news again. They traded Mason Plumlee to the Hornets for pick. Mason Plumlee is a big guy that the Hornets need. Hornets are nothing but three and D guys, bunch of hybrid guard forwards, and that's it. No size, no toughness. Mason Plumlee will bring that. This one is not a big deal, but just because I had him on my fantasy basketball team last year and he did a lot of good things for me, Aaron Holiday was a Pacer. Now going to the Wizards. Wizards give the Pacers Isaiah Jackson, the number twenty-two pick. In the draft. Just liked what Aaron Holiday can do. I'm sure he can do the same thing with the Wizards. Shoot. Spread the offense. Hustle. Those intangibles are not going to go away from him. It's just going to be weird not seeing him in a Pacers jersey. Because I've seen it all year as I moved him in and out of my lineup. But all in all, active draft day. Got the trades. Got some guys to talk about. Love the NBA draft. Who doesn't? Something else we all should love is a clean car. You know, they need some tender loving care. They want to feel fresh. They want to feel good. They might not talk to us, but it shows. You can tell a clean car from a dirty car just by one glance. That shows that you take care of your car, that you love your car, that you want it to last for as long as it can. It's part of your life, right? You spend a lot of money for these cars. Might as well make them look fantastic. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales, located at 204 South Spaulding Street in Spring Valley, that's what they do. They make sure your car looks amazing from the time you look at it while you're outside of it, you sit in it, you open the door, the whole process. It sparkles. It's clean. It's fresh. Just the way you want it to be. To make you feel comfortable, make you feel like a baller. That's what cars are supposed to do make you drive down the road in style. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales disinfects, cleans, absolutely everything. The dirty, grimy little spots that you might not be able to reach, Mike's can reach. Rust proofing, fabric care, also very important, especially if you got kids in the car seats, dropping food, get smashed in the seat, can't get it out. Mike's can do that as well. Mike's Pro Shop and Sales is also a full-body shop and is now offering pickup and delivery services. To get your car the scrub-a-dub that it deserves, call 815-663-2060 or send an email, Mike's Pro Shop 204 at gmail.com. Can't leave this podcast in the beginning of August without talking about the Olympics. Olympics running July 23rd to August 8th in Tokyo. About halfway, a little over halfway, got everything full going now, track and field, wrestling, everything's moving, playing, getting it all done on the Olympic stage. The gold medal count, China is still sitting number one with 29 gold medals, USA is second with 22, Japan third with 17, Australia fourth with 14, Russia fifth with 12. In terms of all medals, gold, silver, and bronze, USA is number one with 64. China is second with 62. Russia is third with 50. And both Japan and Australia have 33 each. Top news for the USA in the last couple days from the Olympics. In discus, thrower Valerie Allman went in the gold with a 68.98 meter throw. That is tough, amazing, fantastic. She looks like she could throw me that far. Great training, great workouts. That's what it leads to, Olympic gold in Tokyo. Gymnastics still going on. Jade Carey won the floor event. Get a gold, another one for the USA. Pretty amazing. The storylines have been all around Simone Biles and what she is doing, mental health, Backed out of some Olympic events, including the team event that USA ended up finishing second instead of winning, which they've done at every World Championship or Olympics since 2010, including three straight Olympics, and this would have been fourth. She backs out. They finish second. She doesn't do the all-around. Suni Lee from United States wins, who I was pulling for. Her story is amazing. Love and support of her dad. Awesome, awesome story. Glad that she did that. But it's all been around Simone Biles and not being there for the team. With Suni Lee winning, Jade Carey winning, still making United States gymnastics prevalent, dominant, fantastic. Simone Biles is returning, though, for the beam in Tuesday's competition. So we'll see what happens there. But they're doing a great job without the star. That's what you're supposed to do. This is a team. United States. A country. A country. Not just one person. Everybody else can handle their weight as well. Always love watching some track. In the men's 100 meter. Fred Curley finished silver. Just fell behind the winner. He was right there. But the 1, 2, and 3 were real close. Super close. USA Women's Soccer lost in a semifinal to Canada. 1-0. They will now play for bronze or silver cannot win a gold first time they've lost to Canada in 20 years. Hey, it happens. Better team came to play. Or an average team had a better day. But it's the Olympics, so I'm just going to say Canada was the better team. Unfortunate to say, USA pride all day. But you know they fell. Canada played a good game. USA Baseball also fell today to Japan, 7-6 on a walk-off. USA had a nice lead. I think it was 6-2 or 6-3. Japan comes back, walk-off win, 7-6. USA still has a shot to be in the gold medal game. Obviously, they got to win out, play tough, but it's still possible. Enjoying the Olympics, I've watched a little bit of everything. I saw some volleyball. I've watched soccer. I've watched handball trying to get the different feel. You know, it's only around every four, in this case five years because of COVID-19 last year, but it's fun to watch, fun to get you excited about different sports you're normally not watching. Well, that is the intro. We got to get to this amazing conversation with Eleanor Hasty, 13 year old from Ottawa, bringing people together with chess and checkers in the park. It's a fantastic idea, fantastic thing that Eleanor put together. I'm excited for her excited for the city of Ottawa and anybody that goes there to enjoy chess and checkers in the park. It's every Sunday, believe they're going to the end of September. So got about two months left to get in there, have some fun, play some chess and checkers. We will be back real soon. We're going to try to hit you real hard this week, next week, getting ready for high school football, NFL, got lots of lots of conversations with amazing people That we want to get out to you. So we will definitely do that. Until next time. Peace. It's a beautiful Saturday. What is it? The 10th of July. We're out at the golf course. Earlville Country Club. But you know. That's not going to stop interviews. That's not going to stop awesome podcasts. I am joined by Eleanor. Who is doing some chess and checkers. In the park. In Ottawa. Eleanor. How's it going?
1: Great. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. I mean, as soon as I saw a post on Facebook and saw what you were doing, I was like, hey, this is really cool. I have to reach out. Yeah. So what is it that you're doing?
1: So we're starting a Chess and Checkers event in the park. And it's for all different people, different kinds of people, all different ages. And we're just trying to reach out to people and have fun and give them something to do while we're still in the pandemic.
0: Perfect. And how long have you been involved in Chess and Checkers?
1: I've been doing it for a really long time. And so I'll get obsessed with it and then I'll fall out and then I'll get back into it. Um, now I'm starting to get back into it a lot. That was one of the big things behind it, because if I hadn't gotten back into it, this wouldn't have happened, so.
0: So COVID-19 happens. You're like, hey, now that we can get back out and do things, let's play some chess and checkers at the park. Yeah. How many people come on a regular day?
1: I'd probably say around 10 people, which it might not seem like a lot, but to me, and just starting out, it is quite a lot of people. First two that we've done, it was around 10 people we got a lot on the first day, and then it was less on the second, but that's just because some days are days that people are doing stuff and everything so we're getting a pretty good turnout which is great
0: have you ever cruised to a golf course on a golf cart no i actually
1: haven't i don't think i've ever played golf before either
0: oh you're gonna have to do that someday it's a lot of fun
1: yeah
0: so you were talking you know to begin this that you know it's different people different you know ages and stuff out of the you know 8 to 12 people that you see come average of 10 what are kind of like the demographics are you seeing ages all over or what's what have you seen so far in the first two weeks
1: so it's mostly teens to 20s people that come i'd say but we do see a couple older people and we do see a couple like seven eight year olds who come and are really good at chess or younger kids but I'd say it's more teens and in the middle aged.
0: Do you guys have that little, is it a timer? The old movies you'd see, you know, hit it on the side. Do you guys do that in Ottawa?
1: When we bought them, we didn't buy any with timers because that's for more competitive games. But we do have some pretty good chess sets. And I don't know if anyone there wants to play competitive, so.
0: Yeah, so it's just people playing for fun, just getting out and doing something.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome, good stuff and i know i just introed you as eleanor what's your last name eleanor hasty and are you from ottawa
1: um yes
0: i heard the uh are you born somewhere else and then moved to ottawa
1: yeah i was born in serena in illinois but now we just go with ottawa because it was their song
0: ah perfect i gotcha and how old are you
1: i'm 12 i'm gonna be turning 13 this month
0: okay So 12 years old, playing some chess and checkers at the park. That sounds like a fantastic summer.
1: Yeah, I find it pretty fun.
0: Did you have any other plans for the summer? And you're like, hey, this is more important. This is what I want to do.
1: We didn't really know what we were going to do. Because, again, COVID is kind of, there's not much to do anymore because of it. So when the idea of chess and checkers came across, it was great. It gave us a plan and something to do for the summer, so.
0: Awesome, very cool. And how did everything get started? Did your dad put things in motion or how did you get this started and get people aware of what you guys were doing?
1: I mean, my dad helped a lot. Originally the idea came from, we've been binge watching a lot of older movies or shows and stuff. And a lot of them have, where they'll play against random people, the main character will play against random people in the park and win a bunch of chess games and stuff. And I remember walking downtown and being like, Hey, we don't have stuff like that. Like, Dad, remember all the shows? And Dad said, Why don't you start your own chess event? And it's just done from there. And we've had to have meetings with like the city of Ottawa and people surrounding that to help get permits and get it in motion. And then we have to design a whole Facebook and get the news out there so we've got to allow people to reach out to us we've got to answer all those questions and everything so it gets out to people and a lot of times we have to ask for people to share stuff and everything
0: and then i see a post it was like hey i'm gonna reach out and i'm gonna put this everywhere because this is very very cool with what you're doing eleanor
1: yeah Thank you for that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Had to chat it up about some chess and checkers. Which one are you better at?
1: Um, Definitely chess. I don't play checkers as often, so that's probably why. But I enjoy both of them, so.
0: Is your goal to become the next Bobby (laughs) Fischer?
1: Well, my goal isn't to be the best out there, but that'd be something cool to do. I mean, chess isn't like... A huge thing it's one of my bigger hobbies but it's not huge for me
0: so you started this summer do you see it going on the rest of the summer and moving on even past that or what are your goals at this moment
1: yeah absolutely we're planning on like just getting it like building it up first so people know what we're doing and so people more people come and then in the future, we're planning to have more, and if people really like it this summer, then we can do it in the fall or we can do it in the winter at cafes like Jeremiah Joe and stuff. And obviously we're going to have to continue it for quite a while because our ending goal is to eventually get enough donations or something to put actual like concrete chess boards in the park.
0: With the timers.
1: Um, yeah, we'll have to look into that with the timers.
0: I only ask that because every single movie that I've seen, the older ones, they all have those things.
1: Yeah, they definitely do.
0: But, you know, you don't have to have them. i was just curious. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So right now, has there been donations taken or people pitching in money?
1: Yes, we've had a donation jar out for people to put some money in and we've gotten... I don't think we've reached over $100, but even the small amount that we do have is great. And I even think that someone is offering to buy the first chess table, so that's great.
0: Awesome. So right now, any donations or any money that would be received, that's what your mission is, is just for... Not just, but for chess tables, checker tables.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Is there there such thing as a checker table?
1: I mean... I guess the chess and checkers thing is the same because they both use the same checkerboard. You can have both pieces, and I think it would technically be also a checkerboard. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So being that you're 12, going to be 13, are you going to be in 8th grade or a freshman?
1: I'm going to be in 8th grade.
0: Okay. I'm always off on my ages and grade levels, always. I'm bad. Yeah. So you're going to be in 8th grade
1: at, uh,
0: what's the school in Ottawa?
1: Shepherd, Shepherd Middle
0: School. Gotcha. Do you guys play chess and checkers there?
1: No, surprisingly. I know that that's scholastic Bowl, but I don't see them having chess and checkers or anything.
0: Are you going to petition to say, hey, we need a class, a club, something?
1: That's something I could do. I could look into trying to get, like, a club. That'd be nice.
0: Definitely. And then you can just play chess and checkers with your friends and people all day, every day, all year. Yeah. <laughs> Does it sound fun to you? Is it something you'd want to do? Yeah,
1: that sounds fun to me.
0: Well, Eleanor, definitely appreciate talking some chess and checkers with you. But every guest on Edge of Your Sea Podcast must play a game. We're going to play Rank em, ranking board games, since, you know, that's what chess and checkers are. But
1: Yeah.
0: But we can't include chess and checkers because then that would obviously be a biased pick, you know? Yeah. So, these are the five I'm going to give you. You tell me which one you like the best and which one you like the least, and you can do it either way. You can go one to five, best to least, or five to one, least to best, whichever way you want to do it, okay?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Perfect. The five that I am giving you are sorry, Monopoly, Mousetrap, Life, and Shoots and Ladders.
1: I think... Sorry is the best, honestly. I've played that a whole ton with my family in restaurants or just at home, and I really enjoy it. Then, um, I'd say Shoots and Ladders, because that's more nostalgic for me. I don't play it as often anymore, but that was a huge game when I was younger, so. And I'd say Monopoly and Life are next, because they're more similar, I'm pretty sure. And then the, the Mouse, that one. Is last because I don't play that often.
0: Have you ever played it before?
1: I don't think I have, but I mean, I, I I know all the games. I just don't
0: play all of them. Gotcha. I understand. Do you come from a board game playing family?
1: Yeah, we like to play that when we've got the time.
0: And that's what probably got you into chess and checkers. Yeah. Gotcha. Eleanor, thank you for joining us and talking about what you're doing in Ottawa, which is really, really pretty cool, playing chess and checkers in the park, inviting anybody and everybody who wants to come and play. That is pretty spectacular and a really cool thing. Thank you for sharing that with us on Edge of URC Podcast. Thank you, too. Have a nice day.